Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Barbara Ann Fitzpatrick is the founder of Kindred Business Networking. She's all about net giving rather than networking, and one of her top tips for net giving is serving, not selling. Thank you very much for being my podcast guest today, Barbara. Thank you very much for inviting me, Liz. Lovely to be here. Now, what is it that you do, Barbara? Tell me, you've got more than one business, haven't you? I do have more than one business. My uh, main business is Kindred Business Networking, uh, which is a networking group. And I have that here in the UK. And I've also just launched in Ireland. And then my other business is a network marketing business called Arbon, where I um, direct sell a range of products online that are um, vegan and plant based and across skincare, makeup, uh, nutrition and personal care products. Mm-hmm. And have you always worked in these kinds of fields? What What's your background? No, absolutely not. My entire career has been in the corporate space and I was in client relationship management, but across many different industry sectors mm. from technology to financial services to corporate travel, but always leading teams and managing global accounts um, just just for different types of businesses. And so when you were in in that corporate space, was networking part of what you did as part of your job? Well, you know, I didn't really realise it at the time. But yes, I was a really um, strong networker, but only in the corporate space. So all my connections were on LinkedIn and I seemed to be able to go into an organisation and find my way around it very quickly Mm. and getting people to engage with me, but probably didn't really realise that at the time. Yeah. So it was something that you were... A natural art, I guess. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Just gathering people together and getting people to be aligned and engaged and, and helping people to be their sort of authentic self mm-hmm. and, and feel that they were in a safe place, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And so what was it that made you want to start up your own network? Well, um, to be honest, I was right at the top of my game in the corporate space and my role was made redundant. And and for anyone who's been in the corporate space, you know, redundancy is part of employment now. Mm-hmm. But this time I was in my mid 50s and I found it really difficult to get a role back at the same level in the corporate space. Mm-hmm. And I the perception, at least from my experience, was whether you were a man or a woman, it wasn't sexist, but it was ages that actually in your 50s, you're considered to be over the hill. Mm. So I, I did some freelance work and some contract work and but could never really get back to the level I was at. And I felt like it was, you know, I was at the top of my game. I just won a leadership award and all of a sudden my livelihood was kind of taken away from yeah. me. So I, I had to reinvent myself. Yeah. And it's a shame, isn't it, that, that people... Um, of that age are considered over the hill because you've still got quite a lot of working years ahead of you. And of course, you've got all that experience that you've built up. That's right, Liz. And and also the emotional intelligence of understanding people. You know, you've been maybe down a few blind alleys so you can Mm. prevent people from making mistakes because you've made them yourselves. But it seems that in the corporate space that counts for very little, that youth is considered to be you know, the currency you have to have kind of thing. And, uh, you know, really the uh, the mix of both is what gives businesses 
you know, the, the, the sort of added value. But um, certainly from my experience and many of my um, colleagues, male and female, had exactly the same experience. Mm. It's interesting that it's male and female. It isn't just yeah. the women that experience this. Not from my experience anyway, Liz. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you go about setting your network up? What was the first thing that you did? Well, to to be honest, I had no intention of setting up a networking um, group. And what I did was I, um, as I was growing my Arban business, I needed to find a different network from my professional network. Mm. So I went to lots of networking groups um, and some I enjoyed more than others, but I never really felt like I found one that matched my own personal values um, and that really gave people value. And I thought, well, there must be lots of people like me who've had to reinvent their, themselves in their 50s. I've got the benefit of having loads of corporate training, so maybe I can help people and give something back. And I just sort of started what I called Barbara's Networking Group, <laughs> and I met once a month, and it just took off. And the people who I'd met from all the other networking groups were in my um you know, my, my contacts. And I just said to them, look, this is what I'm doing. If it's of any interest, come along. And people did. And it seemed to resonate with them. And how long ago was that? That was probably, I was certainly before COVID. So it's two and a half, maybe three years ago. Yeah. And then when COVID came along two years ago, um, people said, please, will you continue with this group? Uh, so I'd never heard of Zoom. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I wasn't on Instagram. I hadn't even heard of that. And I didn't have very many friends on Facebook either because my whole life was kind of LinkedIn corporate. Yeah. So I said, okay, you know, I'll, I'll do this. And I thought, well, I've got to call it something. And um, I decided to go, obviously it had to be online. So we, the group wanted to meet twice a month online. And then after a couple of months, I decided that I would, branded as something so I created kindred and the reason I picked the word kindred is because it's an Irish word it's all about kinship like-minded individuals people who think the same because I seem to generate um, a, a lot of people who who were aligned and thought the same mm. so that's how it became kindred business networking so then when we thought the pandemic was finishing and we um, came out of the first lockdown I was launching a new membership organization with my first live event um had done a big piece of research around what do people want from networking versus what i think i wanted to offer so mm -hmm. i was offering um business mentoring and workshops for uh, members and a members organize you know a members only organization that was um had a website and people could get all their resources um, as part of their membership on the website and then pandemic two happened <laughs> so it had to go it had to go all online or stay all online I used to cancel my first event oh <laughs> <laughs> so before the first lockdown what kind of format did the meetings take when you were able to meet in person so when we met in person um, we we introduced ourselves to each other everybody have a, a couple of minutes to say who they were and then I would buddy people up together so people would make a commitment to do something before the next meeting mm. and they'd have a buddy that would be a sort of accountability buddy uh, or someone they could work alongside to sort of do that but generally it was people just getting to know each other you know coming with a, a view of how they can help and support each other um, and you know it just it's sort of you know it, people seem to get along together it seemed to just work 
And did you have to do things differently once you moved it online? Uh, yes. Um, so when I moved it online, uh, the, the, you know, I confined it to a smaller amount of time. And um, so there's no people getting coffees and the natural, you know, chit chat you mm. would have kind of everybody arrives at the same time. So what I decided to do was to um, to give people a um, two minutes to say who they were, what they did and how we can help and support them. Mm -hmm. And then I would do a number of breakout rooms and focus then on maybe one challenge. And as we became a membership organization, then one member would do a 10 minute business presentation as part of that meeting, which is kind of the way we structure the meetings now for the online and then in person is slightly different yeah so when you were meeting in person whereabouts in the country were you richmond upon thames we, we met in a coffee shop um which can be a bit noisy and we didn't always have our own room we managed sometimes to get a private room um so yeah we met in richmond upon thames in just richmond center so presumably now you have members from further afield yeah, I've got members from um, United Arab Emirates. I have people from the north of England. Um, and I also have an Irish group. So sometimes Irish people come to the UK and, and vice versa. I think that's been the nice thing about networking online, isn't, hasn't it? Yeah. And if you know, if you'd have told me that you could build relationships with people online, I might have challenged you at the beginning. And yet we had our Christmas uh, event dinner last week. And and some of us realised we'd never met the other person <laughs> in person uh, when you actually thought you had because you feel like you know them. Yes. Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> so so we, we all got more flexible, didn't we? And yes. Yeah, I, th I think I think that that's true. People have been, I suppose, at the start, pushed out of their comfort zones. Yes. Absolutely. So who would you say that your, your network is for? Is there... Um, a particular um, industry that they come from? Is it really varied? No, it's varied. In, in the, it's varied in the sense that um, many of my members do different things. Most of them are um, provide a service rather than a product, mm -hmm. um, but most of them provide a service. Um, they are, um, you know, business to consumer or business to business and tend not to have tradespeople. Mostly it's professional services. So I have accountants, lawyers, HR people, social media people, um, coaches. Um, there's an anti-aging specialist. There's an author. There's a relator, like kind of like an estate agent, mm -hmm. but more like an American estate agent. So it's very different. But uh, the one thing I think that they all are is what I consider what I call heart centered. Mm -hmm. So they're people with a soul who are passionate about what they do genuinely want to help others and to to see others to succeed as well and it's male and female so I, I don't have any get out you know clauses I've got three VAs in my group for example mm -hmm. but they're all completely different yeah yeah and do you do you see your meetings continuing to be online even when eventually we come out with a pandemic <laughs> well uh, in in the UK Liz I'm doing a hybrid model so we meet once um a fortnight online which everyone can come to and then we meet once a month in person which obviously you know people who are not in the country or not in the southwest of London um, can't join that so the format for the in-person ones is therefore slightly different so mm -hmm. we don't have a business presentation we have a spotlight on an issue 
and then we can help someone who's got a particular challenge or an issue and really go in depth to how we can kind of help and support them. Oh, interesting. I think that that, that must be really useful. Yeah, well, we had someone um, the last time we met and she said this has been like having a piece of research done because everybody's offered so much advice and contribution and, and, and really helped her with the particular challenge that she had. So, yeah, I think people get a lot from that. Yeah. Now, I know something that you're really keen on uh, rather than networking is net giving. What does that mean exactly? Yeah. So I, I co- coined the phrase net giving um, really after being at a lot of networking events where people were just continually trying to sell to me. or mm. And I think actually um, net giving, not networking for me anyway, is a proven model for success. It works in our community and making time for net giving is really an investment in growing your business and I think that investment pays off kind of multiple fold so the the main thing about net giving is that um, people come with an attitude to serve not sell Mm. and um, they they sort of think about you know finding ways of helping others and it might not even be a business challenge someone has you know when you get to know about who they are or their family it might be something that's not business related but they'll still remember how you made them feel yeah when you offered to help or, or suggest a solution to them yeah and so um can you give me some examples of net giving that that's happened in your network yeah I I I, I mean I think it's it's the amount of collaboration that goes on behind the scenes so last year we had eight people in the group came together and created one single event which none of them could have done just singularly Mm. on their own um so i think that's that's one really good example of of um being able to net give and just like when when people are kind of talking about their challenges some will say oh i know somebody that might be able to help you i could connect you to this other person so it's always looking for ways to just help other people and i think we've all become each other's unconditional ambassadors. Yeah. So even if we haven't maybe used someone's service, the fact that we've invested in getting to know, like, and trust them, therefore we feel in a great position to be able to recommend that person yeah. because we know, like, and trust them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, as well, what, what goes around comes around. And the more that you can yes. help other people, the more you're going to get in return. Absolutely. I think it comes back multiple fold, Liz. Yeah. So what advice would you give to people who are maybe just starting out on their networking journey? Um, Well, I I consider sort of five um, tips. The first one, I think, is just be your authentic self, because there is only one of you and you are unique. And even if you're doing something that's exactly the same as someone else does, you're not going to do it in the same way. So it's trusting that actually um, you might not be everybody's cup of tea, but if you think about how you can help someone, they'll remember how you feel and not what you say. So that Mm -hmm. would be my first tip. I think the second thing is before you attend any networking event, just kind of sit down and plan and prepare and think what's the one thing I can offer people and be really clear about how you express this. I'm sure you've been at networking events. Someone will introduce themselves and you think, I've no idea what he or she does. Yes. <laughs> and it's it's literally just, you know, rehearsing it. Um, and, you know, get it down to a couple of minutes. Just be yourself. And um, 
be really ready to listen, be open and really ready to listen to someone. So I think that's the planning and preparing. The third one I mentioned already is serving, not sell. So come with an attitude of service. And then I think the fourth is being willing to invest the time outside of the networking um, session to get to know, like, and trust people. Mm. So the fortune is always in the follow-up. So set up a 30-minute virtual call. Even if it's a face-to-face meeting, you can still do a virtual call to manage your time and then ask people questions because people love to talk about themselves. And it's about learning to kind of be a good listener. And then my final one, I think, is actually asking for help. Often Mm. we're, you know, we're, we're conditioned that asking for help is a weakness, but actually I think asking for help is a strength. Yeah. So I think if you can ask for help, people will only be more than too happy um, if they've been through the same experience or they've had the same challenges to help you. And two heads are always better than one. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, most people genuinely do want to help others. And it, and it's nice to feel useful, isn't it? And that, that you've helped somebody else. Absolutely, Liz. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So like you say, I think it's not a weakness to ask for help. People often are waiting to be asked. Yes, very much so. Yeah. So where can people find your network? How can they sign up if they'd like to try out one of your meetings? So our website is is simply just kindrednetworking.uk. Uh, we're on Instagram and uh, I'm on LinkedIn as Barbara, I mean, as myself, Barbara Fitzpatrick. And um, we're on Instagram as Kindred Business Networking. We're on Facebook as Kindred Business Networking or just go to the website. And on the website, you can learn all about how we operate and you can book the events and you can come along as a guest by as many as up to three times because it's important we get the fit right yes so I like people to feel really comfortable that they're in a safe place and try us a few times before we both decide if the match works yeah that sounds very sensible because not every kind of networking suits everybody that's right absolutely that's this why there's so many different kind of different kind of types you know some people love speed networking personally it's not for me I'd prefer to spend a bit more time getting to know people but that's that's just my choice yeah lovely well thank you very much for joining me and I love the idea of net giving rather than networking and uh, serving not selling I've made a note of that on my pad I'm going to uh, I'm going to write that down so I can I can see that in front of me I think that's a really (laughs) good uh, maxim to live by (laughs) yes indeed well thanks very much for your time I've really enjoyed talking to you Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.